Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline, a full-scale football Friday with all the trimmings. We got gambling. We got fantasy. We got plenty of time for your phone calls, and we have the traditional who you got. Ready or not, here we come. Here we go! Only one place to start. Ah, the place to start, obviously, on this Football Friday is by thanking my buddy Rob Ninkovich for hanging out with us here. One of the great things about being able to do the TV show, get up and then roll right here into the radio, is that some of the guys are nice enough to hang out with me a little bit. My buddy Ninko was good enough to spend a few extra minutes. Ninkovich, we think of him as the Patriot, because that's obviously where he spent the most successful years of his career. But he's also from Joliet, Illinois, and so the Bears are a team that is near and dear to your heart. Isn't that correct? I grew up, you know, suburb of Chicago, so I have a lot of friends that are still there, and I get to hear all the the issues that happen. I actually, my first game after I retired was going back to the double doink game. Uh, I know it's a sore subject for a lot of people in Chicago. That was my first game to experience the tailgating of you know, Soldier's Field and how it feels and everything. It was great. I had a great time, but afterwards there was grown men crying. So. <laughs> That's a heartbreaking playoff Ooh. loss to the Eagles of a few years ago. And, and it isn't, you know, players always tell me that when they go to a game or when they start experiencing football after their long, how many years did you play? 11. So after 11 seasons of being in the National Football mm-hmm. League, that is strange. What, what was it like going to a football game and not actually wearing a uniform? Well, you have to understand that as an athlete, I never had an October weekend ever since I was a kid. I mean, yeah. think about it. Since high school, you play Friday night, then you have your weekend, but you're still, you know, you're 17 years old. What are you going to do on the weekends? Then you go into college, you're playing on Saturday. So you're in a hotel Friday night, you play on Saturday, and then that's Sunday, and then you got school. Then you go in the NFL, you're, playing, you're in a hotel on Saturday nights, you're playing on Sundays. So I never had a weekend as an adult that I could just go enjoy myself. So the tailgating aspect of it, you always would see coming in on the bus like, wow, that looks fun. You know, that looks great. That guy's having some beers, having a good time. Um, So when I retired, I said, I want to really experience this thing. And I know Chicago, they have a, a, Great fan base. That yeah. has, they, they really get into it. You know, that you, you look like they're super fans everywhere. All the guys in Chicago are <laughs> having a bratwurst and a beers and everything. So, you know, for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I'm glad to hear it. And it is a big week for that team. Let's make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless that they are hoping this is the first day of the rest of their lives because they will start Justin Fields and uh, whatever it is that the head coach is saying about Andy Dalton coming back as the starter, if the kid plays great, I can't picture any way in Thank which they don't leave him out there. So what do you expect it to look like when Justin Fields is under center this weekend? I want to see them making the offense adapt to Justin Fields' strengths. And the best coaches, what they do is they make sure that the game the game plan reflects the athletes that are on the field. Mm-hmm. So if they're out there, they're out there running the offense that – looks like the similar thing that Andy Dalton was running, then I think that that's a wrong approach to have. You have a young quarterback that can move and get out of certain situations with his athletic ability. And as a defender, I can tell you it's so hard to defend guys that are the Lamars, the, the Mahomes, the guys that can get out of certain situations and still evaluate the field and make a strike. His ability to move in the pocket, Fields' ability to do that is what's going to cause the defenses to have problems. So I would hope that the, the coaching staff and the offensive coordinator make sure that they put the proper plays in place for a young kid to have success. 
and not go out there and say, oh, we're just going to do what we do. Me too. I mean, the, the one of the many things that I've been frustrated by watching him to this point, what the, the little bit that they've utilized him, and then he comes in by necessity the other day, and, and I, I will at least give them the benefit of the doubt they weren't planning to play him, is they basically just took Andy Dalton's offense and gave the ball to Justin Fields and said, here, kid, go run this. Uh, whereas I, I have to believe that they have designed an offensive game plan, an offensive philosophy, an offense itself Mm -hmm. that is built around the things that are his strengths. Because at some point this year, he becomes their quarterback, and they hope that he is until the end of time. Perfect example is the Ravens. Look at what the Ravens did to their offense when they had Flacco as the quarterback, right. then they went to Lamar. They changed everything yeah, to make sure late in the season. late to make sure that their offense reflected what their quarterback strengths were, and that was a guy that could get out, move in the pocket, RPO, read the defense, see what's available, and take what the defense gives them. So, if they don't do that, then the writing's on the wall. To me, if I'm looking at this team and they don't do those adjustments. The writing's on the wall. They need to find somebody that can go out there and put in the proper offense that reflects the, the players that they have on the roster. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Uh, I, I want to ask you as well, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we had two of them on the field last weekend. And yeah, we turned the page for the most part, but I think that was it was such an instructional game. If you watched the Patriots, your old team, yep. and the Jets last week, you see the way the Patriots are developing Mac Jones putting little bits on his plate, encouraging to take the check down, leaning into don't make the big mistake, we'll find ways to win the game, all sorts of different things where they're, yes, he's starting week one, and yes, he's insanely cerebral and understands the offense, but they are asking him to do so little, and I have to believe over the course of time they will ask him to do much, much more. The juxtaposition of that to the way the Jets have handled Zach Wilson in the first two games candidly has made me want to run into a brick wall (laughs) not run through a brick wall for this coaching staff but run into one so I no longer have to watch this what is your perspective on that juxtaposition of those two guys let me let me paint a picture for everybody okay you go to a picnic right yeah you go to you go to the table they got all the food laid out you grab one of those paper plates right it's the paper plates got the sections on it you're not too sure how how strong that paper plate is mm-hmm. you load that thing up you put everything you put the mashed potatoes on there you put a couple pieces of chicken on there then you go with the pasta salad and that might have been a mistake right that plate is overloaded and guess what it falls apart on you right. you're walking with it it's in your hands that's kind of like football players if you overload the plate too fast sometimes that plate can't handle the weight so what you do is you take a little scoop, you put it on the plate. Okay, I can handle that a little bit more. I'm going to go sit down and eat this plate. Then I'll come back if I want seconds. Kind of like a football player with a quarterback. You put a little bit on his plate. How does he handle that? How does he digest that? Oh, we had some pressures this week. Great checks. Oh, he brought in the, the safety or he brought in the tight end for protection. Awesome. He, he said go route to the outside receiver on that, on that certain look. Awesome. Let's put a little bit more in there. Let's put a little bit more. So when you start out, and you just pile everything on the plate, sometimes it's a failure. When you wait a little bit and you kind of slowly add to it, you're able to adjust, and I feel like that's the, what the Patriots have, they have done. They have a great team here. They can count on the running game. You have a, a defense that slowly, hopefully, they can continue to grow and be a little bit better. I feel like they've been a little too um, in the running game, giving up too many yards. Mm-hmm. But I think that if, they, if you go at it in that mindset, you're able to help your quarterback, your young quarterback, keep his confidence. Because you have a quarterback, the plate falls apart, eh, it's hard to jump back into it and well, feel like you can do it. I mean, that is it. a perfect 
analogy. That, that is actually an excellent illustration because it's something everyone can picture. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE.COM. Clearly with the Jets, through two weeks where Zach Wilson was pressured, was, was running for his life in their first game against Carolina, and then this week had the total implosion with the four picks against New England. That plate was overloaded. What is the concern there? Now, now, I, now we've got to pick up the pieces. My biggest concern was the lack of you know, accountability for coming off and throwing a terrible pick. I didn't see anybody really getting on him or coming next to him, like sitting down and showing like, look, what's this? You know, what are you doing? It, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I made a mistake. And even the post game, I got to keep my swag. I got to keep slinging it. It's like, ah, you, you need to take care of the football because the, the number one way to lose games in the league, in the NFL, is turnovers. Interceptions equal losses. So if you can't take care of the football, if you fumble it, if you throw interceptions, you're going to lose. But how about the people who are overloading the plate in the first place? That's the point I'm making here is that, yeah, well, yeah sure, he can ha- – That all starts from the top. the plate falls apart, Nink, yep. then I get it. Everyone has a different way of handling the fact that they're standing there holding the potato salad. That, but, but they overloaded the plate. That starts at the top, though, because sometimes if the, the draft selection is way up there, well, we need to see some production right mm-hmm. now. We don't have time. we got to see it. And, and the Jets haven't been able to see anything. All their investments, the money they've spent in the offseason, the draft picks, they've really never seen a return on any of their investments. So I think that starts at, hey, we drafted this kid. He needs to be the guy. Because how many other guys have wanted, needed, we've needed them to be the guy and they haven't done well, it. Well, we just lived through that, obviously, with Sam Darnold, who now is 3-0 and in Carolina and has thrown for 888 mm. yards, three touchdowns and one pick, ran for two touchdowns last night. What should the Jet fan be thinking today about the fact that Sam Darnold is playing like this in Carolina? I think you should, you should have faith that your head coach is the right guy. And I, I think Salah is the right guy. Okay. I like his demeanor. I like... The fact that he was with a successful team and then came here, it's hard to change a culture, right? It's hard to change everything in just one swoop of a draft or one offseason. It's going to take a little bit of time. So now it's, it's how do you manage the expectations of your highly drafted rookie? Because you can't have him out there throwing four interceptions a game. That's going to put you way behind and you're never going to win. So it's, it's trying to sit him down and saying, listen, we need you to take care of the football. We know you can throw. You got a heck of an arm, right? You're talented. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we make, we maximize this talent here and we use the pieces around you. Cause it's not going to be all in one. Everyone wants to win right now. Let's get to the Super Bowl. Well, let's be realistic. It's going to take a little bit of time. Maybe not first, second, third. Maybe it takes three to four years for somebody to develop. But it, you have to have a great foundation, just like anything. You can build a beautiful mansion, but if you've got a crumbling foundation, it's going to fall apart eventually. One more quick thing, and that is that many of you know, obviously, Rod Minkovich was a terrific linebacker in his career. What you may not know is he is a man of many voices. So we've heard <laughs> you do the superfans routinely, but today we showed video of Conor McGregor throwing an absolutely terrible first pitch at Wrigley Field. How would you imagine that sounded after he threw it? Well, it was pro- it was properly thrown there with a lot of power with the left hand. You say the left leg there had a fracture in it, and I couldn't put my all the weight on the left leg, so I was balanced on the right leg. Threw it with a lot. You've never seen a throw that hard for a first pitch. But go have yourself a proper proper whiskey, and all things will be well after. I, I love it. This Nikovich is God. He's a man of many talents. I very much appreciate you hanging out here. Thank today. you. Thank I love you, the man. hat. It looks so good on you. I, I'm wearing the cowboy hat that I have been given. It isn't really a, a proper cowboy. It's hat. It's not a proper cowboy. I'm not sure what. I'm I feel not sure like what you need I look a paint. Like. 
paintbrush and a canvas behind you. Or I something. look ridiculous, quite <laughs> candidly, but I don't know. For some reason, I'm leaving it on. Uh, right now, we're opening up the phones to you. We have a million things to do, but I want to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. How are we feeling? That's the game we're playing because I'm feeling lousy. How are you feeling about your team heading into week three in the NFL? We'll take your early calls today. 888-SAY-ESPN. Next, after this word from ZipRecruiter, airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, with that, I say good morning to Mr. Bubba for the first time this morning. Hashtag Bubba, our disheveled board operator. How are you, Bubs? Pleasant. I'm delighted to hear that. We will have your moment in the spotlight coming up a little later where we'll do Who You Got, the traditional Friday finish of this show. But right now, oh, yeah. we got the calls lined up here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Who's first up? We're going to stay in Connecticut. We're going to talk to Rich. All right, Rich, how are we feeling? I'm not feeling too good. Um, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, mm. and uh, they've been letting me down for years. We haven't done anything since the Minneapolis miracle. You know, we overpaid for our quarterback. You know, we rebuilt our O line, and uh, this week coming up against the Seahawks, I'm just, I'm just not feeling, not feeling like we're going to pull out a win here. And I just, I, my question is really, is I don't know what, what, what does this team have to do to, to really get everything back together? Well, thank look, you for taking the call. I love it, the show, Rich. Thank you. And look. It, it, these things are such a function of, of results that sometimes are dependent on circumstances. Like, think how different you would feel right now if that kick goes in. You would have just beaten Arizona on the road. For those who didn't see the end of that game, Minnesota and Arizona played an absolute thriller the other day that comes down to a very makeable kick uh, by the Viking kicker at the very end, and he leaves it outright. If that ball draws just a little bit to the left and goes through the uprights, you're 1-1 one one with a huge statement win. 
They've lost two games by a combined total of four points, the Vikings have. So I get it. You're feeling concerned about it. But this is a big bounce-back week. You beat Seattle this week. That's a, that's a better team, generally speaking, than I think they are giving some getting some credit for being. I say the same thing to the Giant fans. You know, if you don't jump offsides, if your defensive tackle right in the middle of the line who has no chance of blocking a field goal doesn't jump offside on a field goal kick against Washington a week and a half ago, you're one and one with a divisional win on the road. You're feeling completely different today. So I get it, Rich, and I appreciate the call, but I think for the Vikings, things could feel worse. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Michael. All right, Michael, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. How are we feeling? Good morning. Um... Well, after watching the game last night, as a Washington football team fan, I just can't help but wonder how our team, having 30 quarterbacks over 30 years, passed on trying to get Sam Darnold. And I know we missed Davis Mills in the draft. And I'm hopeful that Heineke's our guy, but I don't know. I just, I'm just i not sure what our season's going to bring this year. I don't know who the prospects are for next year. I feel like we built a good team, but we just are missing that one piece. So... Hail to the Washington football team. I hear you, and I appreciate the thought. Look, Darnold, I'm going to get into Darnold, the Darnold of it all a little bit later in this hour. Uh, But yes, would you feel better right now? Well, do I think Sam Darnold is better than Taylor Heineke? I think he is. Um, He has been good through the first three weeks. He hasn't been spectacular. He hasn't needed to be. That was a costly win for Carolina last night because they lose big players on both sides. Christian McCaffrey, you saw it. He goes off with the hamstring. Don't know how bad that is. On the other side, J.C. Horn, the outstanding top 10 pick at corner, breaks his foot on a non-contact injury. That's devastating. But, yeah, if I were right now, if I'm in Washington, would I feel a whole lot better if I had Sam Darnold on my team? I definitely would. Greeny with you here, and it's your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. College fans are welcome in this feature as well. Here as we ask you how you're feeling about your team. Bubba, who's next? Uh, Well, this was going to go to Eric, but he dropped. So let's go to John. I, I'm not sure why that took so long. I mean, are you having trouble seeing the names? or what? What is it that took you that long to figure out how to replace Eric? We only had the first three plays scripted. Eric was our last three. Last of three. After Eric, I usually chat with Nuno, figure out the next play. Eric really threw us off. I, I see. So what you're essentially saying is you're blaming Eric, who is a yeah, nameless, faceless. Yeah, we have the first three plays scripted. Right. And when you drop us off right there, we're, we're done. Okay. I delight. I, I, I we want to make sure we get the good calls in there. We don't want to just, you know. I understand that. But that, mean, that means there's a lot of pressure on John to show up big here for us. John, how are we feeling about your team? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so, my team is the Green Bay Packers. And coming into the season, I was really hyped because we got Rodgers back. And, um, you know, we were kind of going with the last dance mojo. And I was expecting Rodgers to kind of set the world on fire and do what Rodgers does. But then um, they played the Saints and got utterly embarrassed. And now I'm kind of horrified, even with the win over Detroit in Week 2. I'm kind of like, all right, they've got to prove themselves that they're going to be a contender because, man, if you get beat by Jameis Winston that bad, you have uh, you have some work to do. I hear That's you, my Jay. opinion. I got you. Look, I did not think they looked great Monday night. 
I thought they looked good. They obviously looked way better than they did week one. I did not think they looked great. And they're going to San Francisco, which has been a tough spot for them and for Rodgers in recent years. I picked them to lose. I have the Niners in this game. If they go out there and win this game, then I will believe everything is well. But the Packers have questions on the defense. They still need to get the offensive line healthy. I'm not worried about Rodgers. He's Rodgers. He's going to be fine. But do they have enough around him to win a championship? Because in the last dance, it is championship or bust. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Oh, look who's come crawling back. It's old Eric. <laughs> Eric, after you, you, you almost sidetracked the entire program here, now there's a lot of pressure on you to bring it with this phone call. How are you feeling about your team, Eric? I'm bringing it. Hey, thanks for taking my call again. Um, Rams fan. And I'm feeling really, really, really good about the offense. I am not feeling good about the defense. Help me out. Chicago ran all over us. We almost let Indy run all all over us. I mean, am I just overreacting? Because we're not giving up a lot of points, but we're giving up a lot of yards. Well, we'll see. This is when you're going to find out. Because now you're going up against the best offense in the sport. Sunday afternoon in your building. Tom Brady and company coming in. And, and, you know, number 99 on that defense is a good reason for Brady not to even consider looking ahead to the Foxborough game at this point. So um, you're going to find out just how good that defense is. I think it's legit. At the end of the day, the function of the game here is not to give up a lot of points, and they haven't. I know they picked off Jacob Eason to preserve the win in the game against the Colts. If Wentz is out there, who knows? Against the Bears, that's just a bad offense to begin with, so we'll see. And that was actually a game into the third quarter. I hear you. I don't think they've been as spectacular. Sometimes you have to remember it. It's only two weeks into a 17-game season. I have to believe in L.A. the problem is not going to be the defense. Hold these. I'm going to come back to more calls a little later, but I want to get Matthew Berry in here because I told you on this morning's full-scale football Friday, we will not only take a look at the games with your phone calls, but we are going to take it from the gambling perspective with Joe Fortenbaugh in about a half hour, and then I got Matt Berry ready to go here, our fantasy expert extraordinaire. I always say Matt Berry invented fantasy. Like, before I even knew what fantasy football was, Matt Berry was talking about it. So he invented fantasy, and he's going to be in studio with us giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromises. We run through some of the bigger moments uh, here and the bigger questions going into this weekend, whether you're playing your standard fantasy, making decisions there. you got the daily fantasy, which obviously has become a huge piece of the puzzle for a lot of people. So, guys, let me know when, uh, when Matthew is all set and ready to go. Bubba, you seem to be delayed now. I, I, I need to have a word with you, Bubba. First of all, we weren't ready to have another call already, and now what are we doing with Matthew here? What's happening? We're just getting him set up. We're just making sure he's, uh, he's good. Okay. I'm blaming Bubba for all this. I feel like we haven't been quite as quick as we usually are on things like that, and I, I think it's all. But Matthew, I'm blaming Bubba for anything that goes wrong. I just want you to be aware, as far as I'm concerned, it's Bubba's fault. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that because that means it's not my fault. So. Correct. Yeah, exactly. If any of the predictions or any of the picks that you make us here in your fantasy segment prove to be wrong, we're going to blame Bubba. 100%. Bubba gave me all the picks. He gave, right. me, he gave me the ones that were wrong. That'll be wrong this weekend. The ones that I got right, that's all me. Fair enough. So let's go through them here because we have moved Matthew's segment from Wednesdays to Fridays because I think there is more value in the things that you can tell us on this day as we have gone through the week and we get set for Sunday. So take it away, Matthew Barry. Who do you love this weekend? Well, so I'm a big fan of Josh Allen this weekend. So, and you're like, really, Josh Allen? Well, by the way, Josh Allen is QB 19 on the year. 
Josh Allen's been bad fantasy wise. You know, and I think people are concerned because he hasn't been getting the goal line rushes, which is what he got last uh, last year. Zach Moss uh, vultured two on uh, this past weekend, but listen, he he had one that he was down at the one yard line. It's going to happen. And by the way, you know, the Washington football team, we thought this was going to be a good defense. It's not a good defense. It's been bad for two straight. I mean, let Daniel Jones throw all over it. So I have Josh Allen as a top five play today. Patience with Josh Allen. Love. Uh, I love Jalen Hurts. We've talked about him multiple times on this show. And Daniel Jones. Speaking of Daniel Jones, I have Daniel Jones as a top 10 play this week against the Falcons. What's exciting for me, Greeny, is how they are using designed runs for mm. Daniel Jones. You know, they're, like These aren't like just scrambles that happen to go for it. Like, it is a part of their offense now. He is much faster than I think anyone uh, gave him credit for coming out of college. And... It's a, it's a big part of his game, and as we talk about in fantasy, having that rushing ability at a quarterback position just gives you a high floor, whether it's Jalen Hurts, who had a bad game last week but was still a top-ten fantasy quarterback because he ran so much. That's a really interesting one to me. Let, let's stick on Daniel Jones for a minute. Um, Hurts is going up against the Cowboy defense yep. on Monday night, so that's, a, that's just a great game in a million different ways. The Giants, who were playing Atlanta, I had Steve Young on the TV show in like July of this year and asked him about Daniel Jones. And that was what he said to me. He said, that team needs to do a better job, that offense needs to do a better job of his ability to run with the football. And what you're telling everybody who's not watching them play their first two games is that's what they're doing. A thousand percent. You know, listen, we talked about him coming out of college that he, he was a guy that, you know, when he was a Duke, like he he averaged 20, 30 yards a game. Like he was like, again, more mobile than he gets credit for, I think. But it was just they didn't ever use it as part of the offense. And finally, you've seen in the first two games that they are doing bootlegs. They are doing design runs. They're doing RPOs. They're doing things to get Jones in space. And you think about, listen, I, I get it. You know, they got a lot of pub from like him and Galladay yelling at each other. But if you think about that offense, like the, so they have Saquon and he'll be back to 100% soon. They add Kenny Galladay, who's somebody that the defense has to pay attention to, even though the numbers haven't been there. They have to pay attention to Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard has been very productive so far this year. They're gonna, probably going to get Evan Ingram back this week. Darius Slayton is a speedster. I know we had the bad drop on Thursday night, but Darius Slayton is somebody who's had a lot of success in the NFL. Like, that's a lot of offensive weapons for a team. Like, I, you know, like the Giants have a good offense. They have a lot of skill players. They need to figure out the offensive line. That's been a challenge, but that's one of the reasons why to keep Jones on the move, like move him outside the pocket, get him on the move to try to mitigate against that offensive line. So going against uh, the Falcons, you know, who – Right, that allowed 62 rushing yards to Jalen Hurts in week one. They've given up to the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far this season. Greeny, do you know that Daniel Jones is right now the fourth best quarterback in fantasy? Huh. The fourth best quarterback in fantasy is Daniel Jones. So I, he's got more he's got more fantasy points than Dak Prescott. And this is why I love having yeah. you because I learned so much from you because it's not in my blood the way it is. Again, it's Matthew Barry who's the man who invented fantasy. I want to ask you about Derek Carr. Yeah. He has played with the Raiders. He has played two of the best defenses in the sport so far, the Ravens and the Steelers. He's thrown for over he's averaging over 400 yards passing per game and he's thrown four touchdowns. Do you like him this weekend against Miami? I don't, but I do think the narrative on Derek Carr needs to change. Again, if we're just talking fantasy here, in the past six games that he's played, going back the four games last year, four full games that he played last year, the first two this point is uh, first two this year, as you mentioned, Greeny, he's never finished worse than QB twelve. He's currently QB eight on the season in total points. He leads the NFL in passing yards. He leads the NFL in passing yards, mm-hmm. and so I think there's there's so much 
the narrative on Derek Carr needs to change. I think John Gruden got a lot of grief when you know John was saying that he thought Derek Carr was a franchise quarterback, and that was one of the reasons why he wanted to take the Raiders' job is because he believed in Derek Carr, and a lot of people sort of scoffed and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're just saying that because of the money." Blah blah blah. Look, Derek Carr is putting the money where you know John's mouth is. Mm-hmm. He has been nothing short of fantastic. Fantasy wise, however, I am concerned about this matchup against Miami. We know the Miami defense is really good. They're top ten so far this year in terms of yards and completion rate on deep pa- deep passes. 46% of Derek Carr's fantasy points this year have come on deep passes. You saw the big pass to Henry Ruggs last week, of course, right? Yeah. Here's the other thing. Miami blitzes a lot. They blitz at the fourth highest rate in the NFL. Well, if you look at what Carr does against the blitz, he is 27th in completion percentage against the blitz. He has not handled the blitz particularly well mm. so far this year. Again, we're dealing with small sample size here, but I'm a believer in that Miami defense. And with Jacoby Brissett under center for the Dolphins, I think this is a slow-paced game. I think they try to run the ball. I think they try to slow the game down. And so given that Carr is not going to be able to throw deep as well as he has in the first two games, I'm outside my top 10 this week. And you're like, Derek Carr outside your top 10? I'm like, well, but that's where he belongs. So it's one of those things where you have to like convince people, like, guys, you don't realize this, but Derek Carr is actually really good. But I don't love him this week. It's a, it's a weird thing that I had to no, do I in the column it. this week. Well, I have to explain. Yes, I promise you he's good. But by the way, I don't like him this week. There's also a big difference between yep. his being really good and his being the right fantasy play, which Correct. I totally get. And those are things that I have to learn to divorce, to divorce from each other in my own mind. Very quick because I'm running out of time. Um, I told you the first week I have Ezekiel Elliott as the yes. running back on my team. All of a sudden, Tony Pollard has become the feature back in the Dallas offense to my dismay. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to bounce back big Monday night against Philly? I don't think he's going to bounce back big. Look, Tony Pollard's a thing. There's no question about it. But look, Zeke's still playing the majority of the snaps. He's still going to get the, the more touches. The fact is, to your point, Tony Pollard has been productive. He's better, and they, they've used him more in the passing game. Like, he's going to be a thing. I have Zeke Elliott ranked 15th this week. Oh. So he makes it right, which is not what you, you draft him to be a top five running back. You and your son did, right? But, yes. but. Like I'm still like he still had 17.7 fantasy points last week. You know, like if you if you didn't know Tony Pollard existed and you're just like and you woke up on Monday morning, you're like, oh, I got 17.7 out of Zeke. Great. Like, you know, like he's it, he's still the lead running back of one of the best offenses in football running behind a good offensive line. Is he going to be as great as you hoped he would be when you drafted him? He's not because, again, Tony Pollard's going to be a thing. But I do think there's still a lot of value in Zeke. However, Eagles really good defensive front. Uh I, I do have lower expectations for Zeke this week. Again, he, he's number 15, which is still startable, but obviously not the top five guy you drafted. Now, we, we, we took him eighth overall, and, and I will tell you, I have not felt very good about it ever since. All right, I'm out of time. Matthew Barry, every Friday with all the fantasy insights that you're looking for. You are the best. Thank you. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, Greeny. My pleasure. He is the man. He is the man who invented fantasy football. Coming up next, if I seem aggravated, it's because I am... Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? 
Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. <coughs> Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So it has been pointed out to me that I seem like I'm a little bit cranky today. And I would imagine I probably am a little bit cranky today. And it is not because I'm not feeling well. I've been feeling well all week long. And I've been fine. I've been chipper. I've been, I've been spry. I've been as a cheerful Today, I'm not in a good mood. You know why? Because I watched the football game last night. And I watched Sam Darnold play quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. This coming four days or five days after I watched Mac Jones play quarterback for the New England Patriots. And do you know what I see? I see the difference between being apt and being inept. Sam Darnold was surrounded by people who were inept. For three years in New York. And as a consequence, he was a bust. He was a bust. Sam Darnold was a bust. Anywhere you go. Oh, Darnold is a bust. Third pick in the draft. He's a bust. How's he look now? Threw for 300 yards and ran for two touchdowns last night. Three games. His team is 3-0. and He's three touchdowns to one pick. His QBR is over 65. His completion percentage is 68. He's thrown for 888 yards in three games. He's throwing for just under 300 yards a game. The only quarterback ever to pass for more yards during a 3-0 and start for his new team or his first team is Kurt Warner in 1999. He was the MVP of the league, and they won the Super Bowl that year. I'm not telling you Darnold's going to be any of those things. And there are still things in them that you, when you watch him play that you see that remain question marks. But you know what he isn't? He isn't the worst quarterback ever, which the Jets made him look like he was. Fast forward. The Patriots take Mac Jones last week. You see Mac Jones last week? Rob Ninkovich just did a brilliant job at the beginning of this hour of of using an illustration to point out the way they're developing him. If you're at a picnic and you got a paper plate, you put a little something on it, put a little chicken on there. Just take a couple of pieces of chicken, put them on the plate. Make sure the paper plate can handle that. Okay, plate feels pretty solid. I'll put some potatoes on there. All right, plate still feels pretty good. I'll add some vegetables. If the plate feels like it's going to fall apart, you don't keep adding stuff. So Mac Jones is going to be a man with a plate. I don't know how good he's going to be. The question on Mac Jones was always the ceiling. Mac Jones probably not going to, well, forget about Tom Brady. Mac Jones is probably not going to be an all-time great NFL quarterback or even a top five NFL quarterback. But you know what he is? He's being developed at an appropriate rate, and he is going to max out whatever he can be. They're going to get the best of whatever it is Mac Jones has. Did the Jets do that with Sam Darnold? It's a rhetorical question. And so now through two weeks, do they seem to be doing that with Zach Wilson? Do they seem to be aware that he is a person carrying a paper plate? That he's a kid from a tiny little town in Utah who's now the quarterback and the face of a New York professional franchise? 
Did they bring in a veteran presence to mentor him, a veteran quarterback, a Josh McCown, a Nick Foles, and anybody? That's a rhetorical question. Did, did He's playing behind a bad offensive line against a really good defense in week one. Did they protect him? He was under siege. He was running for his life. Week two, he's playing against Bill Belichick, who has made an entire career out of terrorizing rookie quarterbacks. Did the Jets coach that game like they needed to make sure that it wasn't too much for the paper plate that Zach Wilson was carrying? Or did they act like he was carrying a freaking tray and you could put the entire smorgasbord on it? Whatever you want. Throw anything you want on there. Then he throws four picks, and the next day everyone's ripping him. Everyone's ripping, uh-oh, Zach Wilson. Maybe it's trouble. Maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. Baloney. And I had to clean that up, I promise you. That's about the people putting him in the position. More young quarterbacks are ruined in pro football than developed. Far more. No one knows that better than the Jet fan. And that is what I'm worried about right now with this kid. So you watch Sam Darnold play last night. You see an exceptional coaching staff in Carolina. You see what a player looks like when all of a sudden you put him in a place where they have a culture that is positive, that has some idea what they're doing. That's what Sam Darnold is living in now. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback. I'm not convinced he is. I don't know, but I'm 100% not convinced he isn't. That's for sure. So if I seem like I'm in a bad mood, that's why I'm in a bad mood. And if you're a fan of a franchise that just doesn't have the first freaking clue what it's doing, then you know exactly how I feel. That's the way it's felt for a long time. And this was supposed to be a fresh start with a general manager. Everybody lauds. Oh, this guy's a genius. He's so smart. Look, man, you see his first draft? How's that looking? Denzel Mims was the second pick in the draft. He's a healthy scratch. So all of a sudden, that's not looking so good. This new coach, I'm hoping for good things. Robert Sala, everybody loves him. Let's see. Because through two weeks, I would describe myself as unimpressed and actually bordering on concerned. So if I seem like I'm in a bad mood, I can tell you right now, it's not because I have a bacterial throat infection. Because of all the things that happened to me last weekend, watching football was infinitely more uncomfortable than the bacterial throat infection. There's no antibiotic they give you for rooting for a team like that. All right, we have much more to come as we continue, including the traditional finish, the who you got is on the way, and Gambling Insight with Joe Fortenbaugh next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.